0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I'm one of your co hosts, Mr. Eric Almighty, and this week on Wait For It Wednesday, I'm very excited to jump right back into the world of My Hero Academia and my thoughts on the second half of season four. Let's get to it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Alright guys, let's just jump right into this. I am really excited to talk to you guys about some My Hero Academia and jump back in to Season 4, which has just been, head and shoulders, one of my favorite seasons so far that we've received from My Hero Academia so far. Now, of course, with My Hero Academia, the first half of the season, I already went ahead and reviewed the overhaul arc, so make sure that if you haven't listened to that episode... Make sure to check that out either before or after you listen to this episode here. And let's go ahead and talk about the remedial license arc and the school festival arc that ended up happening for season four. We even got a little bit of the pro hero arc as well that I'm very excited to talk about. So when we start off for the second half of the season, we jump right into Todoroki and Bakugo, them trying to get their provisional license. After everything that happened in the second half of season three, I know a lot of people were definitely missing them a lot during the first half of the season. Of course, they're two fan favorite characters, and it was really good to be able to see them in action. And while it may not have been everything that we expected from them, there's a lot of bigger things left to come from those characters, and they've gotten a lot of good screen time. I think that this was a nice way to put them back into the show without having them be the main focus. However, things that happen here, especially with Todoroki specifically, would end up having ramifications later on at the end of the season. Now, what really makes My Hero Academia so great in my eyes? is that it's always impactful with every arc that it does. Even if you didn't like the provisional license arc that happened in season three after the big All Might and All for One fight, there was a reason for that. The remedial course, a reason for that. And then we do the school festival, which should be filler. Most animes would make that a filler type of episode arc. This show makes it so impactful and so important to the story that you just can't help but have it emotionally move you. It immediately raises the stakes for something that doesn't seem so important in the grand scheme of things. But with everything that these kids have gone through, we forget a lot of times that they're just children still in school. With everything that they've gone through since season one ended, they really do deserve a break. And they deserve something special. And for that to be potentially taken away from them, those stakes are surprisingly high, especially after everything that happened with Overhaul and the amount of impact that had in a lot of the characters so far. I thought bringing Aerie into the fold and also Mirio, who of course is such a good character, a fan favorite as well, I thought that was very, very good and smart to be able to do to keep those stakes high, to really have us invested, and for us not to just treat it as filler. I think it was one of those moves that really let the story flow very well into what we eventually see as gentle criminal and La Brava. now the reason i mentioned that is because it's such a different dynamic the type of hero story that you get with eri and how she looks up to mirio and even deku and then labrava and gentle criminal it's one of those things that i thought was very captivating and very very cool to see the tables turn on our heroes And of course, Labrava, in a way, is just a different version of Aerie. She has an extremely powerful and helpful quirk. She looks up to Gentle Criminal in the same way that that Aerie looks up to Mirio. And then once we eventually get to the fight, that comes into play even more. Now, before we get into my thoughts about the fight, If you're enjoying a lot of the content that we've done for My Hero Academia and other animes as well, you may enjoy a previous episode that we did on the second film for the franchise, Heroes Rising. So I definitely wanted to show you guys a quick preview, so make sure to check that out. Bakugo and Deku were real standouts, as they should be for this film, because it's basically named after them. Right. Yeah, and and another thing I wanted wanted to touch on, too, is as far as the, the movie goes itself, I think one of the things that... IGN mentioned in their review is they kind of had this responsibility to make this thing for both hardcore fans as well as casual fans like myself. I feel I, I feel like I'm somewhere kind of in the middle, um, but I, I feel like a, a casual fan can just pick this up if they wanted to and it uh, still enjoy it. And whether or not you've seen the movie or it's still on your to-do list, we've got you covered with our spoiler-free thoughts before jumping right into a full spoiler discussion in that episode. So definitely make sure to give that a listen. Now getting back on track here with Gentle Criminal and La Brava, These characters again being kind of a direct reflection of what we just saw. Especially in the fight with Deku and Eri. I thought was very powerful in what they were trying to do. And honestly I think a lot of people that have watched the anime might have missed that comparison. You now have Deku who is for all purposes here much more powerful than Gentle Criminal, whose quirk isn't that strong, really, compared to Deku's, and he has to rely on this young girl's strength from her quirk to be able to completely increase his strength. Up to 10 times is what they reference with the quirk love. I just really liked how the tables turned on our heroes in that situation, and of course, Deku always has to run into a criminal. It's just one of those things that continuously happen to him. He runs into, you know, he, he accidentally runs into Stain when he's going to find Ida. He runs into Overhaul. He runs into Gentle Criminal. It's kind of his trope at this point. And I think having Gentle Criminal be that YouTube character that's just like looking for fame, I thought that was really appealing as well. And I thought that was one of those things that made us really fall for him and his character making him relatable once they revealed his backstory. Same thing with La Brava as well. I think they did a good job about that. It made us understand why this pairing was together. They didn't just have them as goofy one-off characters. And once the fight ended up getting to the real action, after the Deku versus Gentle Criminal episode, they jump into that full-on fight where you really don't know whether or not Gentle Criminal is going to make it through. La Brava is going to get through And it's one of those things that I think they did fairly well for characters that I don't think people were expecting to care about. But one character that I know people are going to care about is Hawks. And once we get past the gentle criminal piece of the school festival arc, that is a character I am so, so excited to talk about. But before I jump into that, I almost forgot, how about that banger of a song? hero 2 that they sing for the festival even as someone who had read the manga i'm expecting this to be somewhat corny somewhat okay and you know i know some of the good things that is going to come out of it like airy smiling for the first time i thought that was very creative the way that they visually showed overhaul over her and then just immediately had her shine through that with a smile but that song was so so catchy I know I'm listening to it on repeat. It's one of those things that I'm probably going to throw on the wait for it playlist when I get a chance, if I'm able to on Spotify, definitely make sure to come back every Monday for our, what did I miss episodes, but it's really, really catchy, really good. And if you don't like that you need to just turn this off and never come back because I you and me are gonna fight so that is one of those things that I just really enjoyed a lot out of this series I didn't expect it and it being in English was a nice touch as well now of course I've been watching everything in English and sub so dub and sub for for the anime and it is disappointing that the dub ended up continuing to get pushed back especially with everything that's going on in the world but the voice acting was very good this season overall The second half of season four was great as well. Getting back on touch with Hawks and that topic, I think they picked a great voice actor for him. I felt the same way when we were briefly introduced to Mirio, both for sub and dub. So I'm excited to hear the dub of Hawks. But it's one of those characters that I immediately fell in love with. And the fact that they fit in the Endeavor versus high end fight. I am just floored. I am in shock. I cannot believe that they ended it on that fight. It's one of my favorite fights from the manga that I've read. And when I saw it put on screen and just had a little bit of time with characters like Hawks, and then you kind of got a little bit of a backstory into Endeavor's family. They did so much in so much in so little time with a lot of pre set background information that you got from other characters like Todoroki. And again, some things that happened in season two, That was enough to make you fully invested in whether or not Endeavor was going to make it. And, you know, Endeavor is a complicated character because, of course, of what he did, he's just not a good person for it. It's inexcusable. But there is something about having a redemption arc for a character. And I think when you can root for a character like that who's willing to change, it's very reflective of a lot of things we refuse to do in real life sometimes. And it's very, very interesting to see how fans are going to react to this because if you are a fan of endeavor like i am endeavor the hero this was one of the best episodes if not now after watching it about two or three times it's got to be at least a top five for me and it's getting up there because i just love hawks so much that i'm just so happy to see him animated that i'm a little biased so i'd love to hear your thoughts as well and you could pretty much share those on any social media platform that we're on facebook and instagram at wait for a podcast on twitter at wait for it pod but before we wrap up this episode my overall thoughts pretty much echo what i mentioned in the first half review if you did not like season four then this is just not going to be the anime for you season five is just going to get crazier it's going to introduce even more characters more storylines and there are big things to come with the teaser that happened after the episode with deku and that vision or dream that he had so i Like I said, people are either going to be really happy about that or really upset about what they come to find out is going to be the results of those dreams and those visions. Season four was a hell of a season for me. I enjoyed it very, very much. And there are many moments from Lemillion's fight to Deku and Overhaul to everything that I've talked about in this episode. That will make me come back for more repeated viewings of My Hero Academia. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode that I put together. And if you'd like to hear more of our content here at the Wait For It podcast, we are streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora as well. A lot of you that are listening to anime episodes are coming from there. So I'd love to hear from you guys. And last but not least, my name is Mr. Eric Almighty. Don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on those platforms. All you have to do is wait for it this is the wait for it podcast